bleak and you just can't take it anymore. Here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shines through the dark. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rogan World. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rogan World. Well, here we are. We are one away from 20, which means, if I know my math, we are at episode 19. Man. no, You know, when we were kids, our parents told us, you, Rohit, and your buddy Aaron, even though you don't know each other yet, we don't know each other yet, but you're never going to make 19 episodes. Guess what, mom and dad? <laughs> no. We did it. We did it. We, we did it. Well, we haven't quite done it yet. We haven't finished this episode. No. But once it's done, it's done. I'm telling you, we're, and, we've put our liberal arts degrees to use. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those, uh, to everyone out there thinking about going to college this year, eh. Yeah. Honestly, eh. just like, just learn how to like edit and like code shit and you'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. Um, so speaking of the quarantine, um, I just have to follow up with you. I know we're going to tell our Scientology stories. We had promised the listeners that they're going to be next week for a very important reason, because we have a lot to talk about this week. But don't worry, we're going to get to them. For now, I just want to give you a quick update on my sign on my balcony. Yes, the controversial sign. Controversial sign. The building was up in arms. I got a second letter complaining about it. So what I did is per your suggestion, I put it in my planter directly behind the balcony and rose it above. Uh So it's actually higher up. And then at night, the light that's on my balcony, I turn it on. (laughs) So it actually illuminates it at night. So not only can you see it during the day now, you can also see it at night. (laughs) Malicious so, compliance. Ma- malicious compliance. My free speech is now higher and more, <laughs> you know, it's more beautiful than ever. You can see that I want change and this balcony is not going to shut up. <laughs> Plus, I ordered two more signs. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. I mean, I all I'm hearing right now is the screech of majestic bald eagles flying over your apartment. Yeah. Like, ah, Freedom. Freedom. <laughs> yep. We, I am, you know, America, America is alive and well on my balcony. <laughs> Maybe nowhere else, God, but God bless it, your balcony. It is a God bless my balcony. Yeah. Someone, someone who's like a really mediocre musician has to do a song called God bless my balcony. Like, like what's that song? Like that they play at football, like God bless the USA. And it's like the worst lyrics ever. God bless the USA. Yeah, that's the song. Yeah, yeah. That song is uh, is so bad. So speaking of bad, I think let's jump into your topic. Yeah, and this is the big topic. I'd say this is uh, one of the biggest topics that we are going to get this entire year. Um, and the last time that I think we've had documents leak um, 
that has uh, really sort of like taken the world by storm might have been the Panama Papers um, from a couple of years ago. If you remember, you know, all the celebrities uh, sort of hiding their money um, so they can't get taxed by the U.S. government. Well, this is about 800 times worse, Um, about 2000 pages of um, court papers were finally released um, detailing uh, all the various um, child rape accusations uh, against Jeffrey Epstein. Um, and it took a long time and a lot of effort to get these documents unsealed. Um, and they got released last night and the internet spent the entire evening pouring through the documents. And you know, a lot of it was marked up in black, like so much of it was redacted, but do you know what happened with those redacted documents, Aaron? What? Well, all you have to do is copy all the type, paste it into word. And guess what? All the redaction goes away. So... (laughs) Probably the most people are so stupid, ridiculous. I mean, I think it's a big quote unquote mistake by whoever uh, redacted them um, either to spare no sort of like, you know, nobody is safe because if you fucked up, you your name should be seen or to to get it into a place where people, you know, it throws out the case saying because the others tampering and all this kind of stuff. Regardless, that's not this is and this is child rape. This is so this isn't to me one of like. Murder and rape, like they go hand in hand as the two worst things possible. And yeah, so yeah, and I think this is these are literal. I'm not even exaggerating. These are uh, these are crimes against humanity, and that were perpetrated yeah. by Jeffrey Epstein and his partner Ghislaine Maxwell and uh, a number of uh, sort of you know I guess female pimps that they hired to bring in all these underage girls and the FBI and all the people that were hiding this for a long time, as well as all of the horrible, horrible men that participated in this very, very like famous men. Um, So there was a lot of names that were mentioned uh, in these papers and here's, and I'm getting to what I think is one of the troubling elements, which I, which I want us to talk about is that despite, you know, Bill Clinton, you know, obviously everybody knew he had made 26 or however many trips to, um, you know, the Rape Island, to Little St. James. Um, You know, there was, uh, you know, testimony in there that was where Bill was there present with young girls. Um, It didn't specifically say what he did or if he did, but the fact that he was there. And Alan Dershowitz, the lawyer, um, most most recently known for defending uh, President Trump, Um, but also he's the guy that protected Epstein. Um, and he's the guy that protected OJ. Um, yeah, apparently he was a major rapist. Um, and he, and so you and Prince Andrew, uh, and that his name was all over it. So anyway, so you have these horrible, evil, like acts being done by these men. And what I'm seeing on Twitter is stuff like, what about Trump? What about Trump? And there is testimony in there. His name is in there. Um, and the mentions in there are generally like he was cooperative with the FBI. He's the first one. He was the only one in 2008 or whenever that he was the one that was putting evidence. And here's the thing. I have no love for the dude, but what bothers me is that we have a major, major sort of unveiling of predators, right? And 
all you're seeing on Twitter and all the Instagram comments are like, listen, I don't care about Clinton right now. He's a former president. What I want to know is about the current president. Lock him up. Um, or there's two people running for president right now. Only one of them is linked to Epstein and his female partner, and it's not Biden. Why are people focused on Bill Clinton? While I do not approve like hearing this or think it should be overlooked, we need to stay focused on the fact that our current sitting president was and is one of the biggest sexual assault and predators out there. Let's get rid of Trump now and then deal with the rest of this later. Like, first of all, it's possible to focus on two things. It's possible to have a president that is sitting in office that he's already done terrible, terrible things. Not, you know, it's not just deploying feds to go assault people in Portland and New York. It's not just, um, you know, delaying the elections, which we're going to talk about in a later segment, attacking immigration, destroying the environment, delaying, you know, all this kind of stuff. He's got a lot on him and, he, and he's been known to be a predator. What is crazy is that this is one of the most important things to happen is the unleashing of these papers. But right now, everybody seems focused on, we need a smoking gun for Trump. What about the predators here? What about all the women that are getting ignored because people feel that they need to attack a guy that already has more than enough that should have impeached him by now? And I'm, that's why I'm just like, guys, we don't, we can focus on multiple things at once. And it's just, it, it just breaks my heart to see that um, it's, everybody's looking for what he did versus and just kind of over just glazing over all the stuff that is actually in print there of what these other guys did. Well, let me, let me give you some hope in something that is so disturbing and disgusting. I believe the reason that the focus is on Trump right now is because he is actually the sitting president who has done so many crazy bad things and he's been known, he's been charged for everything from buying, hiring and paying off women to raping women to uh, sexually assaulting women to harassing women. He's, what, 30 or 40 cases against him over the years? And I saw a video um, that in these papers, there's two witnesses who have gone before a jury under oath and that that have validated the testimony by this woman. And the, the thing that we need now is anything humanly possible to get change to happen. Um, because he's the one that's screwing up the world and screwing up the country. And if there's something that we can do to get, get him out of office and in jail, then awesome. Then we're getting rid of one bad guy because then we have all the time in the world to focus on all the other bad guys. There's only one that's in power right now that is daily screwing up everyone's life. See, that's where, that's where I, I don't necessarily agree. And, the, and those, and that video that, you know, that that's been going around those, all those charges were dropped in 2016 and because of conflicting testimony like the these are old videos of things that were dropped against this dude and there's no doubt that this dude is a predator he talks like a predator he acts like a predator but that video did not pan out but what i'm what i'm annoyed by and what i think is really frustrating is that we can keep it's possible to try to do everything we can to get this guy out of office it's possible to really focus on on black lives matter it's possible to focus on the environment and it's also possible to direct anger and direct energy 
towards prosecuting these men whose names have been explicitly mentioned doing explicit acts in here, not versus having people say, listen, that's not important right now because it is important. And I think that while Donald Trump has really negatively impacted most Americans' lives in one way or another, these girls' lives were absolutely destroyed. And the fact is that we're like trying to, like we're just months away from an election and we still can't, it's like, and people are treating that more importantly than the lives of these girls. When it, when this is like, hadn't been going on, has been going on. I just think it's, it's crazy. I, I actually totally agree with you in that we should. So I don't care right now about the other famous names. They'll go down as they need to go down. There's really two things that need to happen right now. These women all need to have their moment where they can be out there and say, like, be vindicated for the the awfulness that they had to go through and like their lives being ruined, which happens when people get raped. They they're victims for their life. And that has to come to the surface. With Trump, it also has to come yes. to the yes. surface. And there's more stuff that's been released even in the last number of hours about what he did and, and in watching and reading the transcript of the testimony, you can't make it up. Like what he did, it's like you can't, you actually can't really make up what he did and what this woman said. I believe her name is, uh, um, oh, I actually forget her yeah, name. Like a- Katie. Her name is Katie is what they say. So I think both can happen because all of these women's stories corroborate. They're all the same story. So they're not like, you got to believe these victims. They're, they all, everything adds up. It's not like one out of the blue story, two out of the blue stories, which also don't, should never be uh, neglected. But there's many. So Trump needs to be held accountable. These women need to be brought up and said, we're here for you and we're going to vindicate you and we're going to make sure that all these people are punished. And then also all the other predators like Dershowitz and the other names you said, they need to be held accountable and hopefully all go get the punishment they deserve. Yeah, I agree. So yeah. I think it all can happen. I think it, I think yeah. the first reaction is the guy who's the leader of the free world People are pissed. I get, I get that, it. And, and they the should story. be pissed. Here's the thing, It though. scared me. That video, that, like I said, that those charges, whether she's telling the truth or not, you know, like the, the courts throughout the case in 2016, and the fact that that video is getting posted more than any other piece of content that then is actually in the Epstein papers is telling the women the victims. Listen, what you went through doesn't matter right now because we got a job to do to get this guy out of office. That, that I think, is the message that's being sent because it's like n- that was not in the, the papers that were put out there, right? And I think that hopefully around November, there is something truly a smoking gun about Trump, but it's not coming from these leaks right now. And I think these leaks are the top story, yet people are still making it or trying to make it about Trump more than about the women, more than about what they have gone through. And I think that is the discouraging part. It's like, dude, let, let, let's let forget this asshole in office for a day. Let's focus on these women, yet hey, we can't. 
Like, and that, that's the problem. And I totally, um, I totally, totally agree that this moment with these women, th- this woman, Katie, cause there's these, these papers that have come out with people today, you know, through the, the Epstein docs about what happened to her by Trump. It should be about her. This woman for her whole life since she was 13 has lived with this brutality. It doesn't matter which man it was that did it, that was violent to her and did it. Just like all these guys, they will get their due. Let's focus on the women and make sure that they are finally heard. Yeah. Yeah, we can agree. They all should burn like that's. And then they and then and then all these guys should burn them up. Yeah. So. Yep. So. I think we cover. I mean, that is a tough topic. It is. So let's. It was big news, but you know, it's, it's huge news, and it's going to be developing. I'm sure by the time episode twenty comes out, so much is going to have happened, right? There's going to be so much. Stu- yes, yeah. stuff happened yeah. in these last couple hours. Oh, I've been on work calls. Also, so, also Scientology is trending. Oh, <laughs> yeah. All right, we have <laughs> to talk the, about Karen that. Bass. Yeah, next week we are going. Karen. Yeah. We will because Karen Bass, who was one of the potential candidates for Biden, mm-hmm. uh, publicly in 2010 praised Scientology. There's maybe rumors that she has links to it, so I guess she's out of the running. <laughs> but we'll get to that another time. Yep, 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 I just yep. think it's funny that. Yeah. So next, we're going to go into Rohit knows the O's, the Orioles, From- his favorite team, who actually isn't even. They're not even doing that bad. No, yet. they're not. The problem is the issue that we have right now is that the Marlins of all teams, of course, from Florida, had to go screw it up. And now MLB is in trouble because one of the teams has like 15 cases of coronavirus. I also think this uh, this moment just shows how all sports are in trouble because you can't, if it takes one person or two people to screw it up, then it's screwed up for everyone. So I am worried. I don't know exactly what you feel, but I have been loving baseball being back. Yeah. Every ounce of my body. It's just like, Getting to watch baseball, Joe Kelly and what he did to the Astros, amazing. Like, for those who don't know, he threw at uh, Alex Bregman after the Astros cheated the out of the 2017 World Series, and now there's like Joe Kelly, like is a hero. He's the national hero we all needed. Moments, yeah, it, it was it's just great. And he got suspended eight games for being oh. awesome. Um, yeah. So. so and there's free Joe Kelly shirts now going out. So. Rowett, how can we save the season? Aaron, I don't think we can. I think uh, my guess is that the MLB season is canceled by next week. The rest of it is just going to be over. So I like like your uh, pessimistic view of, of Trump. I'm actually an optimist uh, in life, but and you're this an show is about hopelessness. It's all, it's all, I don't think And you feel baseball. hopeless. Yeah. I think because of the joy that this season has already brought so many people, they say the ratings are through the roof. It's showing that the pastime, our national pastime, this is why it's here. It brings back hope for the country. I believe they're going to figure out a way to save it. And I think they should suspend the Marlins for the season. 
for screwing up in Atlanta and going out, going to bars, partying, whatever they did, apparently in Atlanta. They have proof. Get rid of these guys. Don Mattingly, their manager, screw him. He can't even control his team. He sucked as the Dodgers manager. Just the Marlins, let's have a 29-team season. You know what? I bet you they won't be the first team. They won't be the last team to do that. I think that no, no it's I'm telling you, man, we got probably like seven more games for each of our teams. And then it's, we'll see. We'll see. I hope I'm wrong. Let's let's see. Yeah. I'm hope I'm hopeful. You're hopeless. So let's see. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So speaking of uh, of hopelessness, I'm going to jump right into my topic, uh, which is I call it noses and Nazis. So can I explain? Yeah. Why it's called noses and Nazis? Please. So the noses part. So there is a candidate. Um, his name is Senator David Perdue from somewhere. Um, Minnesota. He's from Minnesota. He might also be from Georgia. <laughs> I'm not sure. But... His his opponent is John Ossoff, the Democratic candidate. He did a political ad where he made John Ossoff's nose bigger in the ad. He like warped it so it was bigger. So I guess in his words, he, he looked more Jewish, which is like the oldest, oldest anti-Semitic thing in the book to do is do like like Hitler did it like you do politi- you do caricatures where the Jews nose is huge and he actually photoshopped did it to Osof's nose so that all the anti-semites in his district or in his state Georgia or Minnesota we're not sure um I'll try to figure it out right now uh so that they you know those anti-semitic people would think ugh we don't want that Jew in office which I just thought was, it looks like he's from Georgia, was absolutely disgusting. I mean, you can't get more anti-Semitic than that. And it just made me feel, again, hopeless that these candidates actually think this rhetoric works. And this is one of 100 senators. There's 100 of them. And he thought it would work. And it just disgusted me. So, which leads me to the Nazi part of it, which is there were two people at Walmart in Minnesota who went in with Nazi masks on their faces. Now, they started saying all kinds of anti-Semitic rhetoric, and then they did get banned from that Walmart. In my mind, both of these people, the senator and these people, should go to jail. Like, we... we they need to get punished. We cannot have a senator making the oldest anti-Semitic thing in the book of making a fake, putting a fake big nose on a Jew and then have people spouting Nazi rhetoric in a Walmart and wearing Nazi flags on their faces. Like this just can't be, again, it's free speech, but anti, like Nazi we, we we don't want to become no, Nazi Germany. But we know his name, and I think we got the names of the Walmart people, right? And 
they have outed themselves. They've outed themselves as being bigots, as being anti-Semites, as just being overall shit people. Um, I think with the nose thing, I think there is opportunity there. As uh, as a longtime owner, uh, proud owner of a big nose, um, I, yeah, I can say I love my nose. Uh, it doesn't always work, unfortunately. But um, but the I think that there might be a way to reclaim nosedom, right? There might be a way to say, okay, oh, you're, are you Photoshopping us now with big noses type of stereotype? Guess what? <laughs> Look how beautiful these noses are. You know, there might be something culturally where you can celebrate that nose and turn this asshole's <laughs> like a bullshit against them. And this is where we just celebrate the beauty of big noses. Um, put it out in culture and just make nosedom the the kingdom that everybody wants to be part of. Um I, th- I think we can show the, how big noses are beautiful. It's not a it's not a stereotype. It's a thing of beauty. And I got to say, the one thing about those racist Nazis in Minnesota, maybe the only bit of progress I saw out of there was that at least they were wearing masks. And so, <laughs> uh, you know, they're crawling out of the swamp one toe at a time. Um, one toe at a time. Then they'll probably go take them off, get coronavirus, and die. Yeah. So why don't we go into hopeless TV? Sure. All right, now it is time for Hopeless TV. Now, I am going to go on a little rant for a sec, Rowett. I am furious at Joe Rogan. Oh. I am absolutely furious at the man. Here's why. I've never been a huge fan. I've seen him do stand-up like... like not a few years ago, open mic nights, like he'd come up first and do a bad set. People love the guy now with his podcast and everything. Not a giant fan of his, um, but he's super freaking popular. But he stole something from me. He stole something from our show. And I am pissed. And it has to do with Hopeless TV. He posted a post about the movie Norbit. Get the fuck out. And here is what he wrote. And that means he's listening to us, which is cool. I'm glad. We like all our listeners, but we don't want you to steal our content. (laughs) So thank you, Joe Rogan, for, you know, doing that. But what he did, what he wrote was, so he put a picture up of Norbit with giant fat Eddie Murphy sitting on Norbit Eddie Murphy, giant fat woman Eddie Murphy, sitting on uh, on Norbit Eddie Murphy. And here was his comment, which again, just infuriated me. Because if you remember, I was embarrassed, but I loved this movie. This movie made me laugh, even though it's totally racist and terrible. He wrote, family movie night last night. We watched Norbit starring Eddie Murphy. Eddie actually plays three different people in the movie. And holy shit, there are some huge laughs. Sometimes I need a reminder of just how fucking insanely talented he is. Aw, dude, that's what I said. Joe, like you randomly came across Norbit right now? Just when we did? No, you stole it from us. we, We are the originators of all pop culture, apparently. Um, yes, so, especially obscure pop culture. Yeah. yeah. So, so we're going to have to write him a letter um, or a tweet. This is a war. 
Yeah. This is a I, war. Let's see how many more yeah. things you're going to steal, Aaron, Joe. What we should do is actually we should you should do we should do a recording of that rant. Put it on our, on on our on our you know on a video on top of our logo, and we can share that with him and be like, "We beat you to it, Joe, but we're glad you're fans." Um, so yeah, we're glad you listened to us. Yeah, yeah. Joe. Now um, maybe share a few more a few more of your dollars and viewers yeah. with us because you're obviously not doing your own content, Joe. Yeah. Hashtag give us money. <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. So speaking we'll put of our cash apps TV, on there. Oh, yes, cash. Yeah. <laughs> so, speaking of hopeless TV, I believe you have a yeah something so hopeless. We, so, uh, both seasons of Rami on Hulu, a story about a Gen Z, you know, late early Gen Z, late millennial, um, uh, uh, Muslim guy named Rami, uh, living in New Jersey, and it's kind of a story of him, kind of uh, you know, coming of age in a way, but uh, like, you know, finding a way his religion plays into his life. The premise of the show is beautiful and it's, it's actually rare that you get a look into the life of a Muslim person on television, right? It's, it's they're they're They've been one of the, the sort of, sort of, you know, religions that's kind of been, I would venture to say like feared uh, and talked down upon by by mainstream culture a lot since 9-11. Well, Islamophobia. Islamophobia is awful. And my Muslim friends uh, have, have talked to me about it. I've done a little work with them. And, and it's awful. It's, I mean, they are persecuted constantly. And, you know, just like any type of person, 99% of them are great people. Yeah, it's like, They mean I, well. They're just doing their best. Yeah, there is a lot of Islamophobia. there, And I think... Hell, I even experienced a whole lot of it in the in the two thousands, and I'm not even Muslim, and I still like got a lot of it in New York, like a whole lot. I'm like, damn, I was like fuck off, dude, and I'm not even Muslim. But anyway, so watching the show, it is so well acted. The guy that plays his dad, um, he puts on a bald wig, and he and he just knocks it out of the park. Season two, you get Maharsha Ali, um, and he's incredible. It's like these two guys are like world-class actors um and everybody's great i think what's made me hopeless is like it's like like at first it was the hopeful part is like i'm seeing like for a whole new perspective and you're seeing traditions and you're seeing just like hey there's regular people he loves the knicks and he loves the mets i know you hate the mets um and um but where it gets kind of wild is he becomes the most unlikable. This is Rami, the protagonist, the most unlikable character. And I'm, I'm so invested in the show. I cannot wait for season three. And the whole thing was nominated for a whole bunch of Emmys and stuff, but I'm like sad because I'm like, Oh man, this show, I cannot stand the main character because he uses religion as a crutch for his awful behavior. Um, and which many people of many religions do. Um, and, um, I recommend everybody watch the show. Um, it is so funny. It's it's got a lot of cringe, but a lot of beautiful poetic stuff in it. Um, and uh, yeah, so I just wanted to bring that up um, and just know that uh, uh, it's 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 hard to like watch a show over two seasons and then hate the character more and more as each episode passes. He's like the male Lena Dunham from Girls, like her character. <laughs> the male. So Hannah. here's here's a little bit of hope, and I actually have a question for you. Yep. Here's the hope. Go watch his Golden Globe winning speech from last year. Oh, I saw it. He, oh, you saw Watch it again and you'll again feel hope. Just watch it again because what he did, like he went up there and said, none of you know who I am. Yeah. <laughs> but 
I'm so glad I won. So <laughs> maybe he'll come back and and be redeemable in season three in some fashion because characters have arcs, as we like to say in the entertainment business. So <laughs> in the biz, in the biz. <laughs> and then the second thing I have a question for you because you brought up using religion in a certain way. Um, what was one takeaway that you had from the Lucas Miles interview we did last for in last week's episode in episode number 18 uh, with Pastor Lucas Miles and his take with religion and some of what he did. I'm just curious one take from you about it's, it. I think I think one take and I got this from the interview and you know I said like I said I, we we appreciate you know Pastor Miles coming on and you know like I said we we don't share same views in many places but the 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 fact is i think what happens with religion is that you believe in something that you believe in being righteous and i think that what you can do is overlook some of your own sins and some of your own bad behavior because there is a greater good there's the promise of salvation and there is uh you know hey listen yeah i know that thing those things aren't great but you know what is either it was written or we have the right to or look at all the other stuff we're doing and I think that is that that that's the hard part, man. It's like you just believing in something does not excuse you from like bad behavior. It doesn't. There's just, you know, there's just a common human decency. Um, and it also doesn't excuse you from when a question is when I asked a question to completely not answer it and just go in a different direction to be self-righteous, which I just it was frustrating because I like when you ask a question, answer the question. Yeah. Uh, don't gaslight the question. So again, it was great to have Pastor Miles on. I hope he comes on again. And we will put the whole interview up. For those who want to hear more, we will put a longer version of it up. Uh, so you can judge for yourself. We're really curious your thoughts on it. So speaking of uh, of uh, Pastor Miles, and we're glad he came on, and we're going to have the full episode up. Speaking of all that, it's time for... Open 60 seconds. So, Aaron, I'm going to go first and I'm going to start the timer. All right. So, uh, Hong Kong just announced that they are delaying their presidential elections for until next year. Um, it's kind of scary because they're also they also eliminated the candidacy of 12 of all the 12 Democratic uh, pe- people that were supporting democracy. Those candidates, they got rid of all. They're pushing it off, saying due to COVID. Um, and the the scary part is this is the same thing that our current president is trying to do is push off the elections due to COVID, saying claiming there could be fraud and so on and so forth. Um, help me find hope. We are not Hong Kong. Thank goodness. Our government is not set up like Hong Kong's. And there is uh, the many, I think almost all of the Republican senators and Congress women and men said, no, we can't hold off our election when Trump tried to do that yesterday or the day before. So luckily we aren't in that position where that can happen. You're right. And as bad as there's a timer, you did it. I found hope because as bad as this country can be, at least there is a process that is respected and checks and balances. Yep. And I hope one day Hong Kong can find that for themselves. Me too. Um, Cause I've heard it's a cool spot. It's amazing. I like Hong Kong. It's really hot and humid, but I like it. Um, okay. And your turn. All right. This is a safari park 
in England where pranksters gave the animals weapons like screwdrivers, knives, and a chainsaw. What? And then the animals, this is true, it's at Nosley Safari Park. The animals, like the baboons and hyenas and stuff, they went and like destroyed the cars driving through the uh, the zoo. What made me feel hopeless is not that that happened because that's freaking awesome. It's that why can't our country just have these kind of pranks? Why do we have to have white supremacists and racists? It's it's that that you know you're right. I think you know while we have gotten rid of a lot of bad animal sort of you know like you know zoos and stuff like that. I think it's important to equip animals with tools and weapons because they are truly, I think the purest beings, if they were the ones with firearms, um, I think maybe our world would be a better place. It would be replace, replace all these extremists with baboons and hyenas. Yes. Bring on planet of the apes. Yes. Uh, All right. So next ready. Wait, who's up? It is. uh, Oh, you're the next two. So I'm going to start it over. All right. Ready? Go. So, uh, Tucker Carlson of Fox News did something that made me feel really hopeless. Obama gave a beautiful speech at John Lewis's funeral. Hero John Lewis. Uh, he Tucker Carlson called Obama one of the sleaziest and most dishonest figures in U.S. political history because he was saying that we have to keep fighting for what... Obama was saying we have to keep fighting for what John Lewis stood for in his eulogy to him and not let cops knee on on in on guys necks. And I just felt, oh, my gosh, so many people believe in this rhetoric. And he Obama's the sleaziest guy ever. Come on. I, I, I mean, this dude, I think Tucker Carlson is probably one like there's got to be some skeletons in his closet and I think he's just projecting. Um, I feel certain that by the election time, there's going to be uh, a reckoning for that dude in some sort of scandal. Or yes. Yeah. I have hope. So, yeah. Immediate hope. I want a reckoning. I want him in jail. Yeah. Cause the people that talk that hard, um, are, I think sometimes are hiding their own shit. Um, okay. Oh, he's and got then, some. And the last one, and the last one is, I love putt-putt places. You know those mini golf places where they have video games and you play golf and stuff? Yeah. And so in Memphis, Tennessee, there's a place called Putt-Putt Fun Center. Parents, for some reason, dropped off 300 or 400 of their children to go there and, ha- and play putt-putt in video games, which is bad for COVID. But <laughs> they did it. And instead of playing the games and enjoying the golf... These kids destroyed the entire Putt-Futt Fun Center. They were throwing plexiglass at the workers there. They were breaking the video games. They destroyed it. You got to look it up if you haven't seen it. Give me hope because we got to save our Putt-Putt Fun Centers. This is, now this, this is messed up. Um, (laughs) Oh my God. Um, Well... Maybe the hope is that these kids aren't going to be going out anymore. They'll, they're, they have COVID, I'm sure. There's yeah. no way that these kids are not all grounded for the rest of the year. And that- yeah, they all got to be grounded. And just remember that putt-putt fun centers also matter in our lives. Yeah, it's that, that was really mean, man. That's not right. I felt so sad. I used to have a birthdays there. Um, not in Memphis, but here. So 
Speaking of that, we have to go to um, our final two segments, the submissions of our fans. And I believe uh, you have one first. Yeah. So um, we just want to, to sort of let everybody know that we, it means a lot when you text us, when you tweet at us, when you send us like messages that, that you watch a show. Um, it gives us, you know, obviously the motivation to keep doing this. Um, and I think we got a really great note from listener Jeff to Georgia um, this past week. And he said, man, your podcast is a bright spot in my week every week. And, you know, that's really sweet. Do you want to know that what else he so said, Aaron? Sweet. Yeah, please. He says, I think you'd be happy to know I mostly listen in 20 minute increments in the shower while fully nude. And Jeff, we want to say how honored we are um, that, that you're thinking of us in those moments um, and listening to us in those moments. Because honestly, what we do, Aaron and I, we fully recommend all listeners. Um, this Hopeless Show is so much better when we are playing in your shower um, and you are yes. just lathering yourself up. Um, <laughs> yes. And even if feel- like before that, you let's say had to take care of business or you had to... Uh, I don't know, you know, maybe you're fooling around in the shower, whatever. If we come after those moments, I'm honored. Yeah, we and honestly, it's it was like well, this brightened my entire day. So this made me really happy. Um, Jeff, you know, I think we both feel closer to you now that, you know, we shared such an intimate moment. Um, so thanks for bringing us into your world and your shower. Yes, nude. And looks like we have a, a message from Karen. Karen. We do. We have a message from Karen, not a Karen, a fan yes. of our shows. So Karen, uh, there is a difference. <laughs> Capital um, K. Karen from Arizona said, Lucas, She from the last episode, we already brought him up. Lucas made me mad because he avoided the questions. How can we get answers? So to Karen, I guess I'll, I'll answer this first. We bring people on the show to have their voices heard. We also express our voices, but I'm not going to try to get into a fight. We're not going to try to fight someone to get an answer. That's not what we're here for. If their choice is to avoid it, as much as it annoyed me too, because I like answers to questions I ask, um, we can't fight it or force it. What I will say is we're going to be putting up a special longer version of the interview where you can hear more answers, a lot of more deflections too, but you can hear more of it. And our goal is to bring the voices. And I also think when someone doesn't answer a question, that means they're hiding something that they don't want to say. So then you can put whatever answer you think might be there in place of the answer that was avoided because otherwise, why not answer the question? Yeah. And and if, and if sometimes when they don't answer questions, it means they don't have an answer. Um, and so the best thing that we can do is help each other get to the right answers. And, I and think, bring voices you know, so there's more understanding. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. So, so I hope that helps, Karen. And then finally, just one hope-fulfilled thing for you, Rohit, for our bet, our big yes. bet, that we still don't even know. We still don't even know what the stakes are. But I believe for now it's going to be one of us has to have a MAGA flag hanging from our house for four months. Not so happening. that's the current stake because you wouldn't do the hat no. thing. I'm so literally not doing that. <laughs> All right. I'm just going to keep throwing things out there. Um, so Lawrence Douglas wrote an article for The Guardian. He's actually someone I know. Uh, he's a professor at UMass, and I've, I've known him for a long time. And he wrote, 
What if Trump loses but refuses to leave office? Here's a worst case scenario. And he in The Guardian goes through step by step how Trump can lose and still win by just not leaving. And if it's close enough election, basically winning, like you said, while still losing. So everyone should check out Lawrence Douglas's article. He's a contributor to The Guardian. And uh, it kind of went viral, actually, this thing. And and it also, I think, was hope fulfilled for you, not for what you want for the country, but for winning our bet. Because it really shows Aaron, how this I've is never possible. wanted to lose a bet more in my life. Like, never. Um, <laughs> and just to remind everybody, the bet is I believe that Donald Trump will win the election. Aaron believes uh, whoever the Democratic candidate ends up being, likely Joe Biden, is going to win the election. Um, I do think that there's going to be, it's going to be dragged out for months. I think it's going to go longer than 2000 went with um, Bush and Gore, with the hanging Chad in Florida. Um, with all those ballots, I think it's going to stretch out, but it can't stretch out. I don't, I don't know how long I can stretch out. I'll take a look at that article, but I think the hope fulfilled is that people are starting to plan this out already and to help prepare us. So nobody is sidetracked and nobody's surprised and we can just attack the problem that we know is going to pop up. We know it's going to happen. We know there's going to ask for recounts and all this kind of stuff. Well, and I'll, I'll end the show with this. I believe we're in the world of hoaxes, that this right now is the biggest hoax, and it is being played on me because the world centers around me so that I lose this bet and have to do whatever shame is involved in the bet. So everyone is planning around, the just like Joe Rogan stole Norbert. <laughs> They're trying to steal this election just so I lose this bet. That's my theory. I think it's true. <laughs> so with that, I'm I'm Aaron Wolf, the Aaron Wolf on all social media. The Hopeless Show is the Hopeless Show or Aaron and Rohit's Hopeless Show on all social media. I think it's the Hopeless Show in the number one on Twitter. We're just starting that. We're up. number one. Your vote hit for Rohit. Yes, I number one. Yes. Uh, your vote hit for Rohit with the number four. Tweet at us. Keep submitting to us. And until next time, which is the number twenty, we have so much special stuff planned for number twenty. We can't wait to share it with you. I'm Aaron, and I'm Rohit, and we hope we brought you some hope. When the world seems cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore, here it comes that glimmer of hope. A light shines through the dark It's a hopeless show With Aaron and Rogan, whoa It's a hopeless show